Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Creative Collaboration Show with Chuck Anderson, and uh, I'm so happy that you're here today. And of course, you know, this show is all about creative collaborations, partnerships, and, you know, ways to move beyond doing everything yourself in your business. And you've heard me talk a lot before about you know, what it means to be a solopreneur. And uh, really, nobody is a solopreneur. Everybody, you know, uh, nobody really does everything by themselves. And at some point in your business, there's going to be a missing piece of the puzzle and something that uh, you're going to need some help with. And that's what creative collaborations are all about. And my guest today is a specialist in helping people find the the missing piece of the puzzle for their business in terms of systems and outsourcing and people to collaborate with and uh, is just a great person to know. Uh, she has sent so many wonderful uh, recommendations and and referrals to me and and uh, we've we've uh, we've we've been able to uh, help each other out in our businesses a couple of times. So uh, today my guest is Bonita Grabelar and she specializes in helping you to outsource and to scale uh, your business. So Benita, thank you. I know this has been a long time coming, but uh, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, I'm so excited to talk about this. I think it's a, it's, you know, it's such a diverse topic. So thank you for having me. Yeah, really exciting. Well, you know, uh, so listen, I, I think a good place to start is uh, a bit of a deeper introduction. I mean, I do my light introduction and I kind of set up the topic, but, you know, I, I think a good place to start is, you know, introduce, you know, who you, know, who you are, a little bit of your story and, and, and some of the work that you do, and then we'll, we'll kind of dive into the topic. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm from South Africa originally and, you know, entered into the online world. And, um, you know, I've been a business owner since 2009. And so it's been a while and had a couple of businesses and sold then in 2014, pre, pre, pre COVID. I had a coaching business and I did everything myself, like courses, loading them, Kajabi, tech, marketing, Facebook ads, funnels, you name it. <laughs> I did all of it. And so I was heading for burnout and actually got to a stage where I was coaching one day a week and marketing and running the business six days a week. Who's ever hosted their own summit? It's a nightmare, right? And doing it all myself. And so when I switched over, like one day I just sat there missing out on time with my family, being exhausted. You know, the, the pivotal point was my cat came to sit on my lap after a hard day's work and I looked at him and he was purring and he just wanted me to pet him. And I feel like, I've got nothing for you. <laughs> like I'm too tired to pet you, right? And then so what what did I have left for my family? And so I started building a team to help me run my business. And that's where everything changed for me. Um, and when, when I started stepping into the CEO mindset, um, you know, it, it becomes business altering when you let go of that ego of thinking I can do it all myself, I can do it better than anyone else, I'm just gonna do it faster. And you start accepting that you cannot run a successful business and have a life outside of work unless you get help. And so I started Scale to Impact um, because I know there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there with so much to give the world, right? But they're stuck 
um, and, and they're their own problem. They are the bottleneck. And so really it's to help entrepreneurs to have a bigger impact, make more money. And because we start our businesses so that we can make money, have a profit so that we can change the world, right? So that we can do good. Um, and that's, that's what I do. And that's why I do it. Amazing. Um, you know, you mentioned so many things that I, I hear all the time from coaches that they struggle with. And and I hear them call themselves solopreneur. I'm a little bit sensitive to the word now because as a re, as a reformed do-it-yourselfer, that's, that's how I describe myself now. Uh, and, you know, you have to let other people in. You have to involve other people who are in a lot of cases better at what they do than I would be if I was trying to do that thing. Uh, myself, it's not an easy transition. It certainly wasn't for me. What are you noticing in terms of the people that you're talking to and maybe the ones that are becoming your clients? Like, what are you noticing is the struggle as they try to move away from that? I'm doing everything myself and something needs to change. Like, I can't keep this up. Yes, I think a lot of it is, um, I call it being a reformed control freak, right? And so we want to be in control. And it's because our businesses are like, you've built it on your own blood, sweat and tears, right? And you're like, no one's going to be able to deliver this better than I do. No one's got this vision that I have. And, you know, I've, I, sometimes I need to say to my clients, and I had I had a call the other day and I said, I'm feeling a little micromanaged here. Can, and, and, you know, I need to do that sometimes and say, can I just presence for you today that the less you touch, the more impact you will have and the more money you will make, right? And, and so even I myself still do it. I think there's a lot of mindset that goes behind it and a lot of reminding of, you know, looking at your daily task list and saying, Am I the only person on planet Earth that can do this, right? And if you're not, then you need to hand it over to someone else. You need to create a, um, a process, a standard operating procedure, <clears throat> record a video, and then hand it over to someone else. Hmm. So I want to tell you a story about what I did quite recently is I, I actually have an amazing online business manager that helps me run my business. And we've been working together for a year. And so I keep on, and she's a vetted ClickUp expert. I don't know if you know of ClickUp. It's a project management tool. And for a year, she's been training me to use this ClickUp tool. And uh, I said, okay, great. So we're going ClickUp and we're going to use it to report to our clients. Now, she's a vetted ClickUp expert. I spent three months telling her how I want my client reports to look, how it's going to look like taking over her role right? But I'm paying her by the hour and a lot of money by the hour because she's an expert. And three months in, I'm, I'm frustrated. And I'm like, Teresa, this is not working. Like, I need you to just take this and make it work. And she said to me, and she's from Italy. She's like, okay, Benita, do that. But then I have to ask you one thing. You leave me to do it and you step out of it. And I do it my way. And I said, that's fine. She let me make mistakes. And within a week, I had a client project management and reporting system that was working. Amazing. What do you think would have happened if you had not listened to her? Because I mean, 
I know so many business owners and I know originally, I mean, I'm willing to step completely out of it now, but at the beginning, I certainly wasn't because, okay, control freak, uh, definitely. Uh, Still am, but I have to remind myself not to be. Uh, What do you think would have happened had you not said yes to that or got offended by it and said, well, you know, that's not going to work. I need to have, I need to have my input. I need to be involved. Like, what do you think would have been the outcome if you hadn't completely let go? Um, I I could have probably lost her. Um, And so, you know, if people will keep on resigning or they don't stay, look inwards, right? If you're, if you don't want to outsource because you're not holding on to staff, it's because you're not allowing them to step into their zone of genius. And we probably would have still been struggling to find a client management and a reporting system that worked, right? Because it, it was there, but it wasn't working and people weren't using it because I don't have that system's brain. It's not my zone of genius, right? I have a vision for a company and so I need to be attached to the vision and let go of the detail. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's a constant daily struggle and reminder. And But the more you do it, the easier it gets. But, and this is the key, you have to have a team around you that you trust and that are capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you, the T word, okay? So because this is something I hear all the time is like, well, I can't really trust so-and-so to do this, or I haven't been able to find anyone that I trust. Therefore, I'm going to do this thing uh, myself. And, uh, and, and also I'd say the perception of that it would be faster than having to like explain it all and all kind of stuff. So I'm sure you hear that all the time uh, in your business and helping people to outsource. Uh, what, what's your response to that? Yes, so hiring, training, and managing a team is a very specific skill set. And so if you don't have it, it's not going to come naturally, right? And so if you keep on doing it yourself, people will let you down. If people don't have clear roles, job descriptions, KPIs, like there's a whole system behind getting the right team on board. Like we we ask clients a whole set of questionnaires in terms of what are the outcomes, you know, what is it that they want from this role? <clears throat> there's a there's a guy named Ryan Dice that's also quite big in the operating system world. And he's he says, you know, um good people are broken by bad systems. And so you can bring anyone into your business. If you cannot bring someone new into your business when it's chaos and expect them to fix your business, you have to have systems in place so that they can make the most of your business. I love that quote. And I have witnessed firsthand good people becoming broken by bad systems. Uh, guilty of it. And I've also witnessed it in other companies. And uh, so, in terms of systems, so you know, some of our audience here might have some great systems that maybe aren't documented, but they can get some good people into it. Others might be still kind of working on their system. So uh, what what's your advice there? I mean, should we be looking for someone who can actually create the system? Or is it easier for us to develop the systems ourselves and then put people into it? Uh, I mean, it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. But you know, what, <laughs> what, what are you noticing? What's the best approach to that? Yeah, so again, <clears throat> I mean, it's 
there we go again. Do I need to create the systems? I'm the CEO. <laughs> no, you don't. The less you touch, the more you make, the more impact you have. And so if you already have a team <clears throat> in place, you as you train them, you ask them to create the systems and the SOPs or the documentation of what they're doing as they're doing it. And so that's the easiest way to do it. Um, <clears throat> whenever you're thinking about handing something over, what I do is I just create a short Loom video, I share my screen, I talk through it, this is what I do, then I go here, then I go there, I copy that link, I give it to a team member, and they put it into, a, a, and these days you can use AI tools to help you write that SOP as well, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of AI coming into that space. So no, you don't do it alone. No, you shouldn't be doing it alone. Depends which stage of your business you're in. If you already have a team, they need to document it. The other reason why it's so critical for, for you to start documenting this is when you have rotation of team, people resign. How much time does it take every time to train those people yourself, right? And so if you can give them a document that they go through, um, that just makes it easier for everyone. Yeah, and this is something that that actually happened to me in the last couple of years where I had someone who was brilliant at what they did. And I, with the minimum of instruction, I could send him instructions and he would do this and he would do that. And, and, the, and the output would be not perfect, but pretty close to where I really didn't have any pushback or feedback. I'm like, great, I can use that. And it got to the point where I could send him a task and it would show up in my inbox the next morning done. And it was fantastic. And then he got a job at another company. And it was extremely hard to find someone uh, who was as skilled and competent as he was. And so it, uh, to your point, this is where your SOPs and your systems can really come into play. So uh, anything else yes. that you're noticing or that you recommend there? Yes. And so if you just think about systems and processes, people go, what's a system? What's a process? Like a system is the way we do something. It's not, you know, it's really, it's step one, step two, step three, step four. And so when you have systems and processes and you put them in a document, it means your business is running around that being your business pillar. If you don't have that, you're the business pillar, right? Which means your time, your energy. And so you're trapped inside your business. And a business can only grow as far as one person. When you've got systems and processes that's documented, um, your business can grow further. Makes total sense. So, uh, so what would you say to the person who's listening right now saying, okay, I get it. I need to have systems. I need to have uh, procedures documented so that I, and, and maybe even let go, let my team create some of these things. Uh, so, so to the person who's listening in right now saying, okay, you know, I can't keep going the way I'm going. I need to make this change. What are, what are some of the first steps they need to start to consider, uh, as they make this transition? Yes. So, and so we always need to remember there's a very fine and a delicate balance between money and time, right? And so as an entrepreneur, if you bring someone in to help you, <clears throat> there's less money, right? But you've got more time. And so you always need to find that delicate balance. 
And so when we start thinking about systematizing our business, what are the most important things? Where should we start? And so the first thing would be anything related to money, cash flow, <clears throat> um, you know, a leaky bucket syndrome, any, anything that is hindering money from coming in or going out and, and keeping it from going out to the right, to the wrong places. And so we do a whole um, business audit around that. And so that is where I would start because if you've got a system in place where you know that you know that the money that you're expecting to come in is coming in and that the right amount of money is going out and you understand your cash flow, you have to have that down. That's step one. So we always start with money because that's the lifeblood of any business, right? Um, secondly, we would look at any systems around lead generation and sales because that's the thing that takes the most time, right? And it's not set it and, and, and forget it. It's constantly changing. Depends, you know, COVID happens, the economy gets disrupted. And so what most entrepreneurs are doing is, they're doing lead gen when they need new clients. And so you're constantly in this feast and famine cycle and you need to have a system in place, automation in place, people in place, whatever that is for your business to have consistent lead generation and sales happening. So those are the two areas I would always look at first. Um, and then we start looking at the operational side of the business. And I mean, if you're before that, if you really are a solopreneur, which you shouldn't be, um, people always think, yeah, I need to get a VA. <clears throat> a VA is great, but you need to micromanage them. And so sometimes it's better to have a business manager in place that helps you manage two or three VAs, right? So usually start off one VA when it starts getting to two or three VAs and three contractors, get a business manager in place. That's like a mini you that helps you with what we call is the invisible workload, which is the management of your team, keeping the pieces together, managing the project, making sure things get done. Makes total sense. Um, I want to build upon this a little bit uh, for uh, in, in a couple of ways. First of all, the theme of our show is collaborations, partnerships, and you know, a couple of things that we're talking about here. Number one, we see you as a great person to collaborate with because this is not an easy thing to do. It's not a natural thing to do for a lot of uh, people, a lot of founders who are, you know, they, they, their businesses have grown to the point where they're at that very uncomfortable stage of it was easy to manage up until now, but now they're busier and they're they're trying to manage everything themselves, but still grow. And we, we end up kind of battling against ourselves a little bit. You've described some of those challenges here today. Um, and you're a great person uh, to collaborate with that on, on that. And, and, and if for anyone who's struggling here and this resonates with you, do reach out to Benita because all of her contact information is right beneath this video. Or if you're listening on podcast, it's right there in the podcast player. We've got some resources and stuff that we'll talk about here in a little while. But, you know, first and foremost, I wanted that mention that like Benina is a great person to collaborate with but Benina I also know uh well first of all um also I would like to say that building a team and outsourcing is another form of collaboration and uh, but I know that you're also very open to collaborating in your business as well so I have a couple questions around that just to kind of uh, you know help help people along here 
the first question is how is uh, you know collaborations and partnerships played a role in the growth of your business it's everything for me and you know people people who know you and refer you for me that's been the easiest sale right there's there's a there's a strength and then rather trying to find people on linkedin or with ads and and then coming into your business and not knowing who you are and we know there's so much going on in the online world so networking collaborations referrals partnerships have been pivotal in growing my business because birds of a feather flock together right and so um it's been really really amazing yeah. And so when you're looking for someone to collaborate with or partner with, what are what are your what are your go to places or methods for finding someone to partner mm -hmm. with or bring in? I mean, do you identify what you need first and then go looking for the person or do you meet the person and then go, oh, what can they do and where can that fit? I mean, so how do you what's your approach and where do you find them? Okay, so firstly, I get to do this because I have an amazing team in the back end running my business. And so I'm the visionary and I network and I collaborate and I meet. And so I meet people on LinkedIn. I meet people in paid communities. I meet people through referrals. My clients refer people to me. That's obviously the best way. Um, and I'm I'm a firm believer in showing up to a call and adding as much value as I can and supporting. And like, I, I like to think of myself as a connector of connectors. And so if someone says to me, um, you know, I'd love to meet someone who, who runs YouTube ads. I've got someone in my back pocket because I met them maybe two years ago, but I made a note and I know exactly who to refer them to. And so when my clients need something, I've got this whole, you know, little black book of people who I can refer. When I have a conversation, like every time I speak to you, I've got two or three people that I know I need to introduce you to, right? And adding that value into people's lives keeps you at the top of their mind as well. So when they ever come across someone that needs your service, um, they refer people to you. But I will say that I've become really um, specific about who I want to meet. And so obviously when you're in a paid community, you know that some of those people are already the right, I would say, target market. And so I look to meet with business owners who are serving businesses um, and, and sort of helping businesses to scale and to grow. And I know that's, that's where I play. Um, so there was something else that I wanted to say, but I mean, this is such a vast topic. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you, it's, I, and maybe it doesn't feel like that for you, but it certainly comes across to me like you're so natural at it. I mean, you know, I think right from the first day we met, I mean, you were, you were already a connector. Um, and did you find, is that a skill you had to develop over time or have you always been that way? Definitely, <clears throat> definitely. It's uh, like, I, I love people. Um, I'm not an introvert. So yes, I think it, it has come naturally, but I've been in the online business world for over a decade, right? And so um, it just, it is something you get better and better with over time, the more you do it. And so this is what I wanted to say. I've become really specific about who to meet with. Like it's no longer, we connected on LinkedIn, let's meet, right? Because 
that's that's a waste of time. And so <clears throat> I actually have a team that helps me with my LinkedIn outreach until we get to a certain stage, then I take over the conversation. And so what they help me with is um, sending a connection request, making sure we identify the right people, and then saying, you know, maybe we should meet and talk about collaboration. And then there's that back and forth. And before I set up a meeting, I make sure that we serve the same clients, right? So if you're serving a solopreneur who doesn't, um, you know, have help and can't afford help, we, we shouldn't meet because I'm looking at entrepreneurs who have three plus team members and are looking for help to grow because they're overwhelmed by their business. Amazing. Well, and there we go. That was a great trigger to remember what you were going to say. And it, it was brilliant. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to uh, go there. Uh, so a couple of things as as we, you know, kind of wrap up this episode. I mean, this has been amazing so far. Uh, I know you've got a free resource for people to uh, to uh, go ahead and, and claim. And of course, if you're listening to this on video, it's the links to it are right beneath the video uh and on podcast in there as well so Benita tell it tell tell everyone what you've got for them yes so we have a free resource it's um it's four areas of your business that you can outsource right away like if you're thinking oh this is too expensive or I can't do this like there are four areas that you should look at first um, that you can outsource that will help you to grow your business to the next six figures or perhaps even seven figures um, so that you could grow with less <clears throat> reliance on you as the business owner. Mm. Amazing. And is that the best way to connect with you if they want to, uh, if they're listening in and they want to connect with you is, is the first step to go and uh, download that resource and read it? Or is there, um, or, you know, is there somewhere else that you would like people to connect with you as well? Yes, so go to go to our website, all our information is there, how we work with clients, our frequently asked questions. We have a purpose project that we work on as well, because <clears throat> my roots are from Africa, South Africa. So, you know, we, we look at, at creating water resources in Zimbabwe. So please go have a look and learn more about us. It's scale to impact.co without the N at the end. Without the M. Very important. Better yet. Mm -hmm click on the link that's beneath this video or in the podcast show notes, and then we will make sure that it is going to the right place. And so go ahead and click those links. Uh, Benita, this has been awesome. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and I asked this of all of my guests uh, at the end of the episodes is, you know, so much about being an entrepreneur and being a business owner and just being a human in general is learning. And uh, and we get so much learning from books. Uh, everyone has read a book at some point or, in the, uh, or another uh, in their journey. And uh, so, you know, what's your favorite or if you had a must read uh, book recommendation, what would you recommend that people check out? Yes, uh, Chuck. I mean, I know your kids are at a different age. I have a two and a seven-year-old, so I can't remember the last time I read a book. <laughs> We're at that stage. But definitely, I mean, I would suggest The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm. Uh, just love, love, love the book. And, it's you know, it's all about how when, you know, you're working in your zone of genius, 
uh, life changes, right? And so he has like four different zones that that tasks are categorized into. And one is your your zone of incompetence, like stuff that you're just really not good at and you shouldn't be doing. And the second is your zone of competence. And like that stuff that you can do, but you shouldn't be doing, like someone else can do it better. And then he talks about your zone of excellence. And most of us get stuck there, right? Because that's where we earn money and we feel good. But then he moves into your zone of genius, which is the four level. And that's a set of activities and gifts that you uniquely possess because of your past. And when you tap into that, your potential becomes limitless, right? Um, so yeah, that's a great read. Mm. I love how you were able to just describe those four levels so well. I mean, I read the book earlier this year and I don't think I could have remembered everything. So great reminder. And uh, and, and I would say probably even worth a reread because the first time, and, and I'm an audio book listener. So the first time I'm listening to it, I'm of course learning and yep, that makes sense. But the next time I read it or listen to it, I'm going to get something else from it because I'm going to be in a slightly different place. And and so that was a good reminder. And I just made a mental note that uh, when I'm done the book that I'm listening to right now, I might go back and re-listen to that one because it's so relevant, right? And it's very relevant to everything that we've talked about here, uh, you know, in the in the last half an hour is that these are the things we need to become aware of and where do we spend our time? Right. And, and um, not just for productivity. I mean, there's that part, but so much more it's enjoyment and just feeling like this, this is amazing and aligned. And like, like you say, living in that zone of genius. Right. And so. Wonderful. Love it. Well, thank you so much for that recommendation. Of course, we have a link to that book in the show notes here as well beneath the video. Uh, So uh, Bonita, thank you so much. This has been uh, an amazing journey. I think you've you've shared a lot of really uh, useful information. And to my guests, I'm going to say, or to my listeners, I'm going to say, you know, make sure that this time that you spent today means something. And I want you to pick one thing that you've heard Bonita say today and uh, maybe that triggered a thought and, you know, or, or, or rekindled a goal or, you know, you're going to try again to like maybe hire someone or whatever it is, whatever you're inspired by this episode to do. I want you to pick one thing, one action step from what you've heard here today and do it today, right? And keep moving forward. Maybe it's to go and download Bonita's free gift. And we have a link to that just beneath that video. In fact, if you can't think of anything else, that's the thing to do. Go do that. And then uh, and then let us know that you've downloaded it. Uh, we'll have an extra gift for you as well. Uh, and I want to hear your feedback uh, on that as well. I already know that Bonita is a great person to connect with and to collaborate with. And that's why we wanted to have her here today. So thank you to everyone. Thank you, Bonita, for being here. Uh, so In the meantime, keep moving forward on your big dream, your big mission, your big passion. Uh, There's always, you just might be one collaboration or partnership or or hire away from, uh, you know, breaking through those obstacles and that that missing piece of the puzzle that you're looking for. Uh, In the meantime, keep moving forward. Uh, This has been uh, the Creative Collaboration Show with Chuck Anderson. I've been here with Bonita and uh, we will see you on the next one. Thank you. 
This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.